It is Thursday, March 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now filling in for Mr. Warmth, broadcast specialist, bedazzling spectacle, bespoke sommelier, and several other reasons his initials are BS. Brian Sexton. Yeah, that fits, baby. That fits, Joe. Um, I appreciate that about you, by the way, that you never miss the obvious. What was that commercial? Captain Obvious? Was that a beer commercial? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jaguars Happy Hour. Brian Sexton along with Jeff Lagerman on 1010 AM. Uh, Jaguars social media channels, YouTube. This is um, this is what you do on Thursdays in the offseason. You spend an hour talking football. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, and, boy, what a week. Yeah. I mean, if there was a... A time to have an hour to talk football. This would be the week, just with free agency and the tampering period, and what? It, it, now they're free to sign them right now, right? Well, yes, they are. And why do you think when JP said, "Can you do a week for me?" I said, "I'll, I'll take this week." Oh, heck, <laughs> right? heck yeah, it's easy. Although you know, Jeff, for the first time in gosh, a decade, there's not a lot to talk about with the Jaguars. I mean, this has become a day that Correct. Jaguars fans have gotten used to. I was trying to actually walking in talking to James at the front desk a little bit and he's like boy he goes it's really quiet around here isn't it and I was like yeah and we were trying to think of the last time that it's been this quiet at the start of free agency for this franchise right and Brian you're like rain man when it comes to years and then the one year that kind of maybe pops out a little bit in my mind is 2018 or 2019 maybe yeah in 2018 they didn't yeah it was because the, they were kind of set and they 18. were set they had drafted Leonard Fournette. You know, they, they added a few guys here and there, but nothing named. Nothing, nothing, nothing you stand front out. line, top of the list, spent, free agency. Right. Well, because kind of like like last year, they spent 175 million bucks. Yeah. And the year before, remember, they spent all that money on Calais, and they spent all the money on AJ Boye, and they brought them all in. So it's kind of the same thing. 18 stands out as a year that they were kind of quiet. But yeah. I don't know this, and and this is where it is now, right? I mean, they have no cap room. None. They, right now. What do they have now? Five? Uh, I think and I've seen like six and a half. Five or six, and then they need to get to somewhere around seven as well. I mean, just as far as the, just for oh. a draft class. Oh, the draft class. Yeah, seven, eight in that seven, range. Eight. And then you want a cushion, right? Well, you want to have a little bit of cushion for injury, and then you want to be able to do something we, practice in squad. free agency. And yeah. I'm not talking about, when I say something, I'm not talking about frontline guys getting $15 million a year. Right. We're talking about, okay, and not even bargain basement necessarily, but guys that are veteran players that are willing to come here because they want to have a chance at a Super Bowl, a chance to win, okay, with a, with an established coach, an established quarterback. I don't want to say that this can become Baltimore South, but kind of along those lines because Baltimore was so good at that right. for so many years of bringing in guys towards the end of their career on very marginal deals, fair deals, to be able to get them to come in and contribute. I have to think. And, and you're the perfect person because you started with free agency as it as it was making its way up. You were one of the first big free agents here in Jacksonville, just in overall. A guy like Trevor Lawrence is going to attract people. A guy like all day long. A, a guy like Doug Peterson, with the offense that they've got set up, what offensive player wouldn't want to play here? Well, into reputation, right? Okay, uh, Doug's way of culture uh, in good. the building. The uh, new facility that's under construction. I mean, all these things matter, just like it does in recruiting with the collegiate level because that's where you're essentially taken down to right now because right. you're not competing with money. Okay, you're, okay. Not, you're, not, you're not in that category no. right now. No. Okay, you're not competing with money. 
So you're trying to compete for those guys that are lower-level players. Well, there's more competition, I think, for those type of players because the money is fair. Right. More teams can vie for their services. So now what's going to separate you apart from the rest? Okay, one is you've got a quarterback, you're winning, you've got a good coach, you've got a good culture. Oh, and by the way, we have a hell of a facility that's under construction that's going to be open this year. In sunny Florida. Tax-free state. Tax, yeah, with an owner who is willing and committed to Great doing place the to little live. things and the big things, right? You, you fly in a nice airplane. You know, it, it's funny because we both go back to the early days of this franchise. We always talked about there would come a day where the league would see Jacksonville as a very desirable place. And there were moments where it was sprinkled in. But I'm here to tell you, the golden age of Jaguars football is opening right now. Right now. And I have to believe that free agents will look at the Jaguars and say to their agent, hey, is there any way you can get me there? Mm-hmm. I just see that. It's amazing what the transition the organization has undergone from a couple years ago to now. And all you had to do was suffer <laughs> through a 1-15 in season. And it was a suffering. It now. was a suffering. <laughs> but you knew what it was it at was, the end of the well, line. It was two, two years of suffering. Yeah, yeah I agree. You, you but know, how- the bad year and then another bad year and then just for a while there you felt like that there was no way out. If you were a Jets fan right now, and I know you're not, although you're tied to the organization, you just got to scratch your head with all this Aaron Rodgers stuff and Zach Wilson, and they could have had Trevor Lawrence. But we'll leave that for another block. So hold that thought. Let's get started with the uh, the Jaguars since legal tampering opened. Juwan Taylor to Kansas City. So, from your perspective, how do the Jaguars adjust their offensive line? Uh, that's a great question. First of all, congratulations to Juwan. Uh, One of the greats. Excellent year. As a person who's ever been here. His best year. He was uh, His pass protection was fantastic. I, and I said this before. He still has to be better in the run game and finish plays more consistently. But his pass protection, and he needs to give Paul Rauscher a cut of that big contract because uh, Rauscher, the offensive line coach, did a tremendous job of changing the way that that Juwan played the game and had a conversation with Juwan about it this year. And he said, you know, it was all about the angles for him and that with Phil Rauscher, the new offensive line coach they have under Doug Peterson, the angles that he taught made sense to him and took him back to what made him a very good college player. Whereas before, under the previous coaching staff, the angles were a little bit steeper, which was not conducive to his success. And so he got a great contract out of it, which I knew he would. I figured he'd get somewhere around the $18 million a year range, yeah. and he ended up surpassing that in the 20 range. Right. Now, and he's going to be protecting arguably the best quarterback in the league and going to the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. But from the blind side, because the word in Kansas City, and I That's talked to some people back see. there, they've lost both their tackles because Orlando Brown Jr. signed with the uh, the Bengals, mm-hmm. and uh, they traded one away to the uh, the Commanders. Left tackle? No, he was free agent. Wiley was, was he? Yeah, Wiley, Wiley free agent? was a free okay. agent. And he's a good player, too, by the way. All right. Because their offensive line is And the question is, really is, 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 will he play left or will he play right for Kansas City, which doesn't really affect the Jaguars, right. but just from a personal interest standpoint. Because we love the guy. Yeah, we like Juwan, and uh, I think he's better suited to play left if he can translate the skills that he had at right to left. But not all guys can do that. Well, and he's being coached by Andy Heck, who you know well. Excellent coach. Excellent coach and arguably the best offensive line coach in the NFL today because of what he's been able to do. I mean, remember, Kansas City rebuilt that offensive line in no time and did it on a lot of blind faith, and Andy was the one who shaped that offensive line. And the reason I say that he might be better suited to the left is because of the reason that I talked about there and that – he was so strong in pass protection, but yet the run game, he left a little 
to be desired because he didn't finish. He wasn't moving people off the line of scrimmage. And so that kind of circles back, okay, now he's in Kansas City, and whether he's left or right doesn't – it's going to be interesting to see. If, if he ends up on being on the right side, he's the highest-paid right tackle in football. If he ends up being on the left side for Kansas City, he's a top-five paid guy in good. the league. Either way, he wins. he's making a ton of money. Okay. Good for him. So what does Rousher do here? What do they do – you know, you, you've got Walker Little, and I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on his time in the starting lineup at the end of last year – and Cam Robinson, and who belongs where? Because that's a conversation among Jaguars fans now. Well, and the great thing about this situation, you're not looking at it this, from this aspect now, but next year you're going to get a compensatory pick because of Juwan Taylor's departure. Yeah, probably a so, third-round pick. So it's going to be pretty high just yeah. because of the contract. Um, where, do you, where do you go from here? Cam Robinson played left. Walker Little played left. Walker Little was in a battle at right with Juwan in training camp last year. I've always said this. I think that Cam Robinson is, is naturally suited to the right side. Big, strong, mean, finishes, great run blocker. Okay, isn't that what right tackles do? You bet. Okay, Walker, little. Okay, very good feet, long-armed, athletic. Made tremendous progress this past year, and that's to be expected for a guy that didn't play a lot of snaps of football for, for a number of years. So, I look, I, I love the possibilities that exist here. I think they can go either way. I don't think either way is going to be a negative. But you want to make sure that the players that are involved are happy because if players aren't happy in what they're doing, then, right. yeah. you know, I mean. Well, that's where Doug comes in, right? I mean, Well, and that's the beauty of having a guy like Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson can go and talk to a player and say, hey, look, you know, we really need you here. And a player will go, okay, Doug. Yeah. You know, whereas a lot of head coaches go to a player and ask them to do that and like, I'm not doing that. You know, because my next contract. Well, Juwan was that guy. Juwan did not. He wanted nothing to do with playing anything but right tackle, if you recall. Well, so look, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be an interesting decision what they do. Uh, Cam Robinson's got a lot more time in at left tackle. Yeah. Walker Little's kind of the new guy on the block. What's the what's the best long term solution? I think that's the way you have to look at it. When I say long term. It's not how good the lineup is going to be in week one or week two or week three or week four. It's where are you at in week 15, 16, 17, 18, going into the playoffs. Is that going to be your best lineup with one guy on the left, the other guy on the right, or vice versa? I don't know the answer to that. That's what they're going to get paid to do this year, to make those tough decisions. Let's stay on that side of the ball with a a much lower-key loss. But still a loss in Chris Manhurts, who oh, signed with the Denver loss. Broncos. So here's my question. and You answered it with big loss. How does Doug react? Do they go looking for a tight end who's got that sort of skill set? Is that Darnell Washington of Georgia, perhaps, to the folks who follow college ball? Because he guy. fits right about there. Big dude. Um, when Mercedes Lewis was here, when Kyle Brady was here, uh, when Chris Manhurts was here, you knew what those guys did well, and it really added to both pass blocking and run blocking. It's valuable. Does I, Doug well, want that? I think we've kind of maybe taken it for granted a little bit in Jacksonville Probably that so. we've had three of the best blocking tight ends in the league with three different guys and in, in different time frames. Right. And Mercedes, I think, was the best in the league by far. I think Manhurts was top three in the league in the last couple of years. And then Kyle Brady was a, a, a man among boys yeah. for uh, quite a few years here. And Manhurts is a guy that uh, I figured that there would be many people vying for his services because he's a very talented tight end. 
He's also a decent receiving option, even though he caught six balls. Okay, you know, yeah, look, you can't catch balls unless somebody throws them to you. Hundred percent. Okay, and he can catch them if he gets the ball thrown his way. But his specialty and his power and his strength as a player is blocking. And look, Sean Payton saw it and uh, knows the value of that and scooped him up. With this system, does Doug need that guy? Well, well, you'd always like to have that okay. guy. And I, I and, and look, you've got you've got a young guy on your roster. That uh, that is kind of one of those tight ends that can do a little bit of both. Um, the draft pick from a couple years years ago, Ohio gonna, State, and you're going to hit me with it. I know, and, I, and I'm going to draw a blank here. Uh, but you also can find a way to accomplish that in the draft. But then there's also other ways that you can extra offensive lineman on the field. Okay, instead of playing a tight end like Chris Manhurts, I mean, was he essentially an offensive lineman? He was. Anyway? Yeah. Okay, so if you find a, a good backup guard or tackle. You play six offensive linemen in a situation like that because the reality is opponents didn't think that Chris Manhurts was going to get vertical for a 25-yard seam route. Hey, look, it also just happens that this is a really good draft for tight ends. There, it's, it's Luke Farrell. Right. Yeah, Farrell. It's, it's a deep draft. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I'm like, oh, please don't say that. We, we hardly saw Luke Farrell on the field. Uh, but he's a big enough guy that you could probably get something done. He's got the done. size. Yeah, yeah, he's got the size. Sure. And, and can he develop? I think he's, a, he's one of those guys that can do a little bit of both. I'd be stunned, though, if they don't find a tight end in this draft because it's a pretty deep draft. Well, for maybe they end up going with a receiving tight end. What's the status of uh, Dan Arnold? Uh, he's he is right now an unrestricted free agent. He's okay. one of those guys who's out, you know, and, and they don't have the money to be able to go play in those veteran players. They've got to replace them. Yeah, that's 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 why if you're going to be a consistent winner in the National Football League, the draft is the lifeblood of your franchise because you can overcome what we're talking about here. Right. Okay, the loss of Jawan Taylor, the loss of Chris Manhurts, the loss of whoever. That's why you need to draft well. Draft and develop. One more before we take a break, and that's Arden Key, and I know you've got some distinct thoughts on I figured he was going to be a, a player in yeah. free agency because he's got pass rush ability. Pass rush ability, and you're going to get paid. And it helps when you have a little bit of familiarity with somebody. Right. Okay, and Rand Carthon, who's the new general manager of the Tennessee Titans, was with the 49ers under, uh, under their personnel department and that's where obviously where he was at he's with john lynch and so the familiarity there arden key okay Rand carthon knows arden key arden key knows Rand carthon and that's uh you look at the productivity that Rand carthon had or excuse me that arden key had this past year with the limited number of snaps that he had and if look if you do the math um, his numbers would actually say that he might be the, the most productive defensive end that the Jaguars had last yeah. year. And he was also doing some of that work from the defensive tackle spot. So a guy that has positional flexibility with the ability to be productive is going to make him in high demand. And I, and I, knew, I knew that he was going to be a guy that they wanted to keep, but I knew it would be hard to keep. Is there anyone on the roster, Caleb on Chase on, who can step in and give them what he did? Well, look, I, I hope Caleb on can step up uh, he hasn't shown that yet I think he's uh, given you high energy snaps and productive snaps he's been a, a willing contributor on special teams you know I think the one thing that you got to do with Caleb on chase on you got to stop looking at him like he's a first round pick I yeah. mean you just put that out of your mind and say can he help us win games right. can he help us from a depth standpoint how do we that's use the him? question yeah and I believe the answer to that is yes. That when he you can look help. at him, it, it, wow. But, I mean, he has all the tools. But that's not enough. Yeah, I know. You have to bring in people to compete for that spot. And 
Is that, again, a lower-priced veteran player, Justin Houston? Oh, yeah. Calais Campbell, could he come back? I mean, mean, guys like that that are – they're not going to command a ton of money. Once you find a way to extend Evan Ingram, you free up some cap space, you extend whoever else is on your roster that you need to to create a little bit of room to bring in guys on one-year deals or two-year deals to be able to spread the money out a little bit more to get some production. And you pay them for a specific thing and you ask them to do that. Yeah, I mean, role players. I like Calais might want to be here with a quarterback like that. That's what Baltimore has done an excellent job of. And the thing about Baltimore is is that when you do that and then you lose them the next year, what do you get? Compensatory picks. picks. Yeah. Okay, that's where Baltimore has become a a master manipulator at the compensatory pick system. And if they do what you suggested, which is draft and develop, right, you can't keep everybody, as we just found out with Jawan Taylor, then you can start playing in that game, too. One real quick thought before we leave. Andrew Wingard re-upped, got a three-year deal. Congratulations to him, by the way. He's a guy we've been thinking, you know, where does he fit on the roster? You're trying to replace – if you've got him starting at safety, you're trying to replace him every year because he he isn't an every-down safety, but against Baltimore – and against Dallas, and against the Chargers, he made key plays in the fourth quarter in a specific role, Jeff, that they didn't want to go without. Well, I give, I give Dewey a lot of credit. He, he's, really, he's really developed himself through multiple regimes here, okay, which is uh, not easy to do. Yeah. He's uh, been, I don't want to say satisfied with the role, but he's never been a disgruntled player because, you know, he's a starter and then he's not – but the reality is is that he is a core four special teamer. He is a, a captain-level player on special teams, but he's more than that. Yeah. He can be what I consider your third safety without question, and that if he has to start, you feel really good about it, number one. Number two, this team has a corner problem. Okay, When I say a corner problem – where are they going to get a corner from? Okay, we saw last year that cornerback was an issue for this football team. Yeah. So now you need to find a way to get corners. Well, what did you do last year when you didn't have corners to play? You put Dewey in and played him at dime, which yeah. is essentially what a corner a would is. be asked to do in certain games, yeah. and you had him playing in that role. So you bring a guy that can contribute a little bit in that role who is a, a, a starting caliber safety, uh, is your best two safety probably not okay right. but he's right there sure and then he's going to give you a captain level of lever leadership yeah. with your football team with your special teams i mean to me it made perfect sense to bring a guy like that and we're talking about what three years a little over yeah. nine million you and, don't want to let that go and and look i know that you know, the money today is crazy yeah. but i mean in today's level that's 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 a good price it's value yeah. That's value. All right, let's take a break. Hey, by the way, the 2023 season is upon us, and you don't want to miss out, so you can lock in your seats here at TIAA Bank Field by placing your deposit at jaguars.com slash tickets. Seat selection's coming soon, and the perfect spot to enjoy your game days is waiting for you. Don't watch the Jags chase the Lombardi from your couch. Join the Jaguars live and in person. Coming up, we turn our attention to the South and how the Colts, Titans, and Texans have fared since Monday. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hours on 1010XL and Jaguars.com, plus the Jaguars social media channels. 
I'm Brian Sexton with Jeff Lagerman here on uh, the night before St. Patrick's Day, which used to mean a lot to me. Now it's just I thought you were going to say it was St. Patrick's Day. I was checking. With- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Do I have any before. green? Uh, you know, when you're younger, it's, there's like St. Patrick's Day Eve, right, where you go get ready for St. Patrick's Day. When you're our age, you think, yeah, it's tomorrow, right? Yeah, if, you, if you're celebrating St. Patrick's Eve, you're, you're pretty hardcore. I am Irish, but we'll leave that one alone <laughs> for now. Uh, hey, let's talk about the South. Uh, so we'll start with the Colts. And by the way, the underlying storyline for every team in this division, other than the Jaguars, is who's the quarterback? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So Shane Steichen steps in. And by the way, the word today on the street is that the offensive coordinator from Philadelphia last year might be interested in bringing one Gardner Minshew to Indianapolis with him. Okay. So, but but look, they're starting over quarterback. I think I read that since um, Andrew Luck up and retired in 15, they've had a different starting quarterback every year, whether it was Jacoby Brissett or Phillip Rivers or... Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Carson Wentz, and then this year Matt Ryan. I mean, they, they, a franchise that was so stable at quarterback. Nick Foles, even Nick right? Foles, kind of yeah, in there. so stable. And now all of a sudden they're, they're finding out how the other half lives. And by the way, Green Bay might be figuring that out too. But that's for another conversation. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, the, I'd, I'd look the, the, the this team and the Jaguars is sitting perfectly, right? I mean, we we were always on the outside looking in at all these other franchises that had a great quarterback situation, and now we're. We're sitting here going, we're good. Yeah. And all the other teams in the division right now are going to be scrambling to find out who's going to be their starter. I mean, literally, can you guarantee me that no. e- any starter with no. any of the teams in the division right now? No. 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 And you see what they're doing now here in Philadelphia, or Philadelphia in, um, with Shane Steichen, who came from Philly to India. They've done nothing in free agency. They traded Stephon Gilmore to the well, Cowboys. They cut Matt Ryan officially. They cut Matt Ryan. That's next on the list. <laughs> and then they uh, they lost Bobby Okereke, who I thought was a pretty good player. The linebacker. Okereke, right? Okereke? Yeah, Okereke. Okereke. To the Giants Good in player, free agency. by the way. Yeah, I thought he was a pretty really good, player. good player. You saw pressure from him when Glad he was on the Glad to see him field. going out of the division. But, I mean, they re-signed Ashton Doolin, Matt Gay, EJ Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is a total wash. Guys, guys. So, okay. is their offensive line still good? I mean, a couple years ago, we thought they were the best in football, and now they – Ryan Kelly apparently is on the trading block up there now. They're starting center. Well, he's been hurt a lot, and he's been a little bit inconsistent, and they – you know, can, uh, can Eric, uh, the guy that uh, signed from Kansas City uh, – Fisher. Fisher, he's thank gone. you. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So they got issues out. Yeah. But uh, – They've got a left guard who many people thought was the best guard in football in in the last couple years. Could be John Hanna. His level of play has not been there. I wouldn't even put him in the top five in the league. I I might have a hard time. I might have a hard time putting him in the top ten. And that was a guy who was, I mean, praised. He's considered the best. Two-time first-team All-Pro in his first three seasons. Quentin Nelson was like the man among boys for the first couple years in the league. And then he got this big contract, and he – I don't know if he hasn't been healthy, but anyway, yeah. uh, that, there's a lot of questions with their offensive line, and when you don't have a quarterback, okay, it makes your offensive line even worse. Right. Okay, when you have a great quarterback like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, it, that makes your offensive line even better. Well, now you've got to try to support the quarterback position because it's not at a high level. They're in a quandary. Yeah. Texans are in the same boat. They don't have a great offensive line, but they've got a couple pieces that are pretty good. Okay, those two tackles, okay, one guy's a tackle yeah. slash guard, and they've got one of the best pass-protecting left tackles in the game, and they can fill in the other pieces. I mean, so the Texans got a chance, but the question still remains for them, too. Who's their quarterback? 
Now they just signed uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, the quarterback that they signed, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah. Okay, well, they just brought in Case Keenum and the quarterback that they drafted a couple years ago. Davis Mills. So, all of a sudden, wait a minute, are you giving up on him to even be a backup? So. Because you know they're going to draft a quarterback with, at the number two overall. Hey, let's go back to the Colts real quick. You know, they had some talent on defense. Um, DeForest Buckner. By was, the way, Gus Bradley's back. He's back in Indianapolis. He, yeah, he's the defensive coordinator so again. So, what's he working with? I mean, Quiddy Pay looks like a guy who could be special, but he hasn't been yet. DeForest Buckner, I think he's a warrior. I mean, he played hurt last he's a great year. Great player. Long, um, strong, impacts the game but, on you know, all had, levels. Got a great middle linebacker if he can get healthy. And what's he his changed his name. name. It was Darius. <laughs> it was, and now, is it Shaq Leonard? It, yes, it's Shaquille Leonard now. Thank you. I got it right. Yep, congratulations. I got it right. But they got a couple good players, and in, in the back end, they're pretty pretty good. I mean, they've got some talent on defense. Justin Houston is a free agent, though, yeah. who was a, uh, a good player for them, even though he's he was long in tooth. I yeah. mean, but he's a guy that was giving them eight, nine sacks or yeah. something in that range. I mean, you know, so. Here, here's the interesting part uh, for Indy, and then we'll move on to, to Tennessee. You know, um, Jim Irsay, it, he's never had to meddle because he had – Bill Polian, and Polian wouldn't let him meddle. And he had the quarterback, and he had success. He could be the owner and sit in the owner's box. It was no problem when you had Peyton Manning. And even the first couple years with Andrew Luck, because they were winning, he could be quiet. Well, now they're not winning, and now he's meddling, right? He's, he's, he's getting involved, and he's <laughs> saying things on video, standing on the, on, the, on the stairs to his plane, and getting a little quirky, and all of a sudden a franchise. Getting a little? Okay. Let's <laughs> try to be kind. You get my point. That was a franchise that looked rock solid, and now all of a sudden they yeah. look shaky. Yeah, he's uh, things can change in a heartbeat. He's different. Yes, I love him for the fact that the whole Daniel Snyder thing. Yeah, that Jim yeah. Irsay was very honest he's and in- upfront with that situation that is facing the league. But uh, quirky would be an understatement. Yeah. The whole Jeff Saturday thing that happened this past yeah. year, and then but the. Uh, I think he would have hired him to be the head coach if it wasn't for the public outcry. Yeah. Didn't uh, he spend like four million dollars and buy Elton John's piano? He's, I mean, he's yeah, he's he a, does wacky stuff. He, well, I mean, he's a huge fan of rock and roll oh, history, yeah. so and he's so he's I think willing, he sings too, by the way. Willing to spend money when it comes to yeah. rock and roll artifacts or rock and roll. Uh, he's got like history. a whole museum, yeah, yeah. Of stuff. It's just yeah. that that was a franchise that people looked in that thought it was bedrock, like the Steelers or the Giants, you know, the Packers, old school. And I think without the quarterback there to stabilize them, it looks shaky. But well, that's just an The reality is is that that stadium was built by Peyton Manning. You bet it was. And they're going to spend a bunch of money trying to renovate it. With who? With who? I Who's the quarterback? Know. I don't All know. All right, let's move to the Titans. New general manager Rand Carthon uh, with Mike Vrabel, who's one of my favorite coaches. Love I, I think he's just... The performance Excellent that that coach. team put on here in the play, uh, on well, the, the final, last game of the season the was final Sunday of the season yeah. with that quarterback Joshua Dobbs, who had been on the roster for two weeks. Mm-hmm. All you need Tremendous. to know about how good a coach he is. So Rand Carthen comes on. What's the conversation like for them about the quarterback? Are, can Ryan Tannehill resurrect his career yet again, or is it time to move on? Well, the conversation probably goes like this. Okay, look, we're going to support our guy Tannehill. Until we can find somebody that's better. Because right now he's our best option. Right. But don't you need Derrick Henry running the ball well for Ryan Tannehill to be Ryan Tannehill? Oh, absolutely. But they, they drafted what, – what, what, what round pick did they spend on their quarterback last year? It was a, Third. Uh, okay, third round Liberty. pick. 
so bad to the point that you don't even start him in the last game of the season. You bring a guy in, Joshua Dobbs, hadn't been with the football team but for a couple weeks. Was on the Lions practice That's squad. That's bad. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, if you're wondering about the possibility of him and his future, I mean, I, just, just, just go to that. Yeah. Now, again, go back to Tannehill. You're going to stay with him as long as you have to because right now he's their best option. Right. He, he's, a, he's a legitimate mid-level quarterback in the league. And when he has Derrick Henry, he might be, you know, if you had to rank him, he might fall somewhere in the range of 15. Yeah, I mean, he was paid if that If he's way. playing well, and, yeah. that's, and that's okay. Can you $25 win? million dollar a year guy. Can you win with that? Yeah, you can win with that if you've got a good enough roster. But that's the reason why John Robinson's not the general manager anymore. Well, and now they re- Because they don't have a good enough roster around Derrick Henry 100%. and the rest of the football and team. And they drafted that quarterback, and I, I think that is maybe what tilted that over the well, wait a minute. It's, it's not just a quarterback that, that kind of fell. I mean, think about the offensive line that they had a couple years ago when they had Taylor Lewan at left. They had uh, the first-round pick at right tackle that's now with Cleveland. The kid from Michigan State. Yes. Uh, good football player. Yep. Two good guards. Okay, Ben Jones at center, which Ben Jones just got the yeah, boot. Yeah. It was playing pretty good football for the, for the Tennessee Titans. He had a good offensive line, really good offensive line, great running back. Mid-tier quarterback, okay, an explosive guy on the outside, and AJ Brown. And they played a style, Jeff, that they knew how to play. They played it better than anyone that else. That was it. Yeah. Okay. That's play, who they were. Play good, stout defense. Be tough as nails. Yeah. And then w- what happened to the roster? The offensive line went downhill. You had multiple draft picks, a tackle that turned out to be crap. Yeah. Okay. Get from Auburn. Yeah, they fell off the wagon. I mean, they had two. They had the worst two starting tackles in the league last year. Period. The worst, the worst tandem, and they're three years removed from having one of the best. And but you had Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry ought to get. He should have gotten a big bonus at the end of that year. They um, for they, carrying him because he carried him. Well, he's carried him to here. have a chance. Yeah. to win here, out here, yeah. and and damn near got it with Derrick Henry. You know, there was some talk that he might be on the trading block or might be a guy that they move on from because he does for all the greatness that he brings to the table, and he is great. He is, he is limited at this point in his career in how he can help you. Here's why you consider trading a Derrick Henry. You don't if you want to win. But if you want to win, yeah. win, like win to have a chance to compete for a Super Bowl, yeah. he's not going to get you there. No. Okay, He's a, a running back that's starting to get to a point where running backs don't typically have great years after. This Especially point. with that style of play. He okay. runs like Earl Campbell. And so if you're a franchise that's trying to have a reset yeah. and start a little bit over again with a new general manager and a really good coach, why wouldn't you try to get as much as you could for a back right now while you can? Right. Because if all of a sudden Derek goes out there this year and puts up a Leonard Fournette type of year, which is – significantly lower than where he was been. thousand yards, yeah. What would you get for Derrick Henry then? Yeah, nothing. I mean, and are you going to win a Super Bowl with Derrick Henry no. this year? No. Next year? No. Year after that? That's why I'm saying no. move on. Their their style of play was so, I get it. so predictable. If you got a lead on them at all, they were not built to come from behind. But he's a man. Oh, man. He so much a, fun to watch that guy play. I love watching so, him. I do, too. I, want, I love watching him play other teams. Yes. This team, not so much. So they released Bud Dupree, Ben Jones, Taylor Lewan. They lost linebacker David Long to Miami. Um, they've signed Andre Dillard and a bunch of former 49ers that Rand Carthon knew, including Arden Key. 
Well, you're trying to change the culture, so yeah. you're bringing in guys that you trust, yeah. and that's kind of part of that. And so it sounds to me like they're on that verge. I mean, Delard was a guy it. that couldn't even get a starting role in Philadelphia with their two tackles. Couldn't stay healthy. Jordan Mailata couldn't yeah. stay healthy. So, but but here's the thing, I I was shocked that Tennessee didn't make a a play, and maybe they did for Jawan Taylor. I I thought. Yeah, that would be right up their alley. I haven't they heard need whether a, they did or not. They yeah. need a tackle. Maybe they did. I don't know. Well, if you're Juwan, Kansas City or Tennessee, I mean, <laughs> Kansas City, hands down. Patrick hands Mahomes, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. Oh yeah, no. Not um, even, who else do they have? Give in? me a minute to think about that. Hmm. <laughs> Twenty million? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. It looks to me like this is a let's see what we can do. We'll blow it up after 2023 if it doesn't go the way we want it to. Well, You're gonna have to anyway. They might they might blow it up now. Right now. If if you trade Derrick Henry right now, yeah. which there was a whisper. Right. Don't know yeah. if there's any anything substantive to it. Maybe around the draft, someone. Well, I mean, blow it up now. I yeah. mean, why what why wait? For? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, maybe why, that's why what they're doing with all the guys they've released. They let Robert Woods go. Not that he was a great player, but he was one of their more. Res- um, more uh, dependable wide receivers. Yeah, but again, if you don't have the productivity of your Absolutely. offensive line where your quarterback doesn't have a little bit of time to throw the football. Yeah. This looks like a rebuild. you me. got no chance. Yeah. I mean, your no. quarterback doesn't have a chance. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's got to get better if the offensive line can, can get better because if, if that offensive line stays the way it had been, I don't care who you are. Derrick yeah. Henry can still get his yards because yeah. he's Derrick. Derrick Henry. He just needs to see him, yeah. But, you, I mean, for the quarterback, no A.J. Brown? I mean, it's, John Robinson. The day they traded him, I thought. The wow. reaction of Mike Vrabel in the draft room yeah. when that happened yeah. said it all. <laughs> and then you see what he, he got did. up, turned around, and walked out of the room. Oh, oh, yeah. He knew what he was dealing with. Oh, you right. think he was on board with that trade? No. How about yeah. the Texans? Uh, I liked D'Amico Ryan's the hire. I always thought he was a heads up player. I mean, I always thought he was one of well, those let's, let's really see. smart players. Go beyond the player. The job that he was able to do in San Francisco with that defense, he did a tremendous job. Now, talent-wise, that might be one of the most talented groups, but you still have to Find get them to the play, yeah. and he did. But he had great players in San Francisco, great leader as a player, and uh, typically players that have leadership have leadership, and when, when they take over as a head coach, they also have great opportunity to be a great leader there. Logs, of the three teams in this division other than the Jaguars, this is the one I think that has the chance to resurrect itself because they've got cap room and draft picks. I would agree with you. And, it and would they got seem, some pieces in place. But the quarterback is going to be the key for them, yes. and you figure that they're going to draft the second-best quarterback or the one they like the most uh, at number two overall. Yeah, see, this is that the, the what you said right there. First of all, brings up an could bring up a whole discussion. The second best quarterback. Yeah, tell me who the best quarterback is in this draft. I well, at the risk of sounding stupid to someone who does this for a living in the other room, I think C.J. Stroud would be the guy I'd be most interested. But in. I mean, is there a clear cut? Is is there an Andrew Alabama Luck? fans? Will is say, there, well, is there an Andrew Luck? No. Is there a Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. No. Okay. No. Okay, now let's look at this list that we're, we're going to take a little quick advanced look Okay, about this quarterback carousel because we're going to talk about it in the next, in the segment. next segment. How many of these guys, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, first-round pick, Yeah. Okay, well, Drew Locke, Blaine Gabbert, these are all high picks yeah. that didn't yeah. turn out. And these are all guys that just recently changed teams or, or are sitting there waiting to have a job. Okay. It's funny that you said – We could be talking about all these guys that are in the draft right. class right now. Well, add Zach Wilson In a few that. years, they could be on that list. Yeah. 
Add Zach Wilson to that in New York, right? Another yes. example of a guy who you take high, but Darnold was a top five pick. Mayfield was the first pick in the draft. Um, Carson Wentz was the first pick in the draft. Marcus Mariota was the second pick in the draft. Bridgewater was the end of the first round guy. Joe Flacco was a mid first round pick. Blaine Gabbert was a top 10 pick. Um, and you see all those guys. So that's we'll hold it. on. That's it. We'll, that's, that's you got to get point. it right, and you don't know whether you got it or not. If you were, if you were D'Amico Ryan's and you didn't like any of those guys, would you just take the best player you could find, whether that's a Jalen Carter or a Will Anderson, a defensive player, as opposed to take a quarterback that's a question mark, or would you take a quarterback because then the next year you take another one? Well, if you if if you can trade out of that spot for somebody who loves somebody yeah. and you don't believe in somebody, you do it. Now, are are the are the Texans fan base are they going to be happy that you just traded away hope and change? Yeah. Because that's kind of what it represents. I mean, when you draft a quarterback in the top five, it represents hope and change. Yeah. The quarterback that they sign in free agency is not hope and change. You got to sell back. tickets. He started there. Do you remember that? He was there in twenty. 20- 2013, yes. Ryan Davis and I were having Competing this conversation Competing for a starting recently. job. Yep. That's, well, that's who Ryan Davis sacked and intercepted to win those two games yeah. against the Texans, if you recall. Two of Gus Bradley's four wins Ryan in his Davis, first year. Player. That was a great game, yeah. by the way. I just had him in, by the way. Podcast coming from him. But you know, to, to answer your question, yes, you could consider doing that. But then the heat, the, the, the seat gets hotter in Houston. Not for the coach, but for the general manager and ownership. Because they still haven't identified a starting franchise quarterback. And if you can find a way, though, to finagle some huge draft capital that would enable you, because the reality is they're probably going to be a top 10 picking team next year again, yeah. you know, could you end up finding a way to get a guy? And here's the other thing they could trade out of that spot because maybe they love a guy that's going to be there at seven or eight or And they've nine. got a pick at 12 also. They've got two. I mean, that's why I, I their when, position when Carolina made that trade, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. They gave up all of that for for a draft class that really doesn't have anybody that everybody is a consensus. This is the guy. Yeah, there's nobody that could tell you this is the consensus one or even two. No, that's that's how crazy it is. This conversation, which we're about to wrap up, just shows you how strong the Jaguars' position is at the top of the AFC South no because. Doubt. Even though I really like D'Amico Ryans, he's never been a head coach before. Same thing with Shane Sykin, you know, very well regarded. And what he did last year in Philly tells you a lot about what kind of coach he is. But the quarterback position in all three of these teams, two coaches without, here you've got Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. You got question marks all over the place. This is the Jaguars division if they do it right. Yeah, you got you look, you you gotta have a coach and you gotta have a quarterback. Yep. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, you go you look at the great teams in the NFL, the teams that win Super Bowls, you know, there's been like one Hall of Fame coach that's been able to win Super Bowls without a Hall of Fame quarterback, it seems like. And that's Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Right? He didn't yeah. have a Hall of Fame quarterback. No. I mean, most of the other guys that won Super Bowls had Hall mm-hmm. of Fame quarterbacks. Brian Billick did it with uh, Trent Dilfer. Yeah. But he had you know, yeah. 2,000-yard yeah. rusher. Hall of Fame yeah. defense. <laughs> right, Hall of Fame defense. <laughs> All-time defense. Yes. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll turn the conversation to the quarterback carousel around the NFL. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, and this is the Jaguars Digital Network. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rolling right along here, Jaguars Happy Hour. Brian Sexton in this evening, along with Jeff Lagerman and... um, 
you know, I get out and speak to a lot of Rotary clubs and things like that in the offseason, and I, I open every one of them with the golden age of Jaguars football has just dawned. And everyone wants to hear that, right? And, and, and with what happened last year, it's so easy to say that. However, the reason I'm saying it is because they have a quarterback. And when this list of quarterbacks and these teams that are desperate for quarterback, um, thank God the Jaguars are not on this list. That's the reason. Doug and Trevor. But Trevor, right? Doug wouldn't be here without Trevor. But give me a break. L- look at this, right? So you've got um, Derek Carr in New Orleans. Okay. So uh, how and, many and playoff wins did he have? Well, let me just say this. When, when the Raiders were coming here, watching the games coming in that he was playing, yeah. I thought he was a, a bottom third quarterback in the league to p- the level of play. In that game, if he plays average – if he plays average probably in win. the second half, they yeah. win. Yeah, because they're up 17 nothing. He was point. so bad. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna resurrect things in New Orleans. Oh, well, him and, J- him and Jameis, Winston. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're championship caliber you've quarterbacks. Al- you've always kind of been fond of Jameis, haven't you? <laughs> um, Jameis was very immature at, at Florida State, and, uh, and he's still got a, a little growing up to do. All right, so how about this one? And, and I kind of like this one because Jimmy Garoppolo is going back to the Patriot way there with Josh McDaniels. And Garoppolo's had some success. But they let him go in San Francisco, and he's still somewhat in his prime, for goodness he, sakes. He'll play better – with the Raiders by far than Derek Carr. I mean, it won't even be close. But is he the answer? Is he going to get take you to a championship? Yeah. He took them to a Super Bowl. I, I, I find that, first of all, the division that they're playing in yeah, is good. lights out. Yeah. I, have, I, I think that's a hard, that would be tough. But uh, I think he'll get them playing better ball. Okay. Yeah, I, well, he'll, they'll make them better. He'll give Josh McDaniels a chance to show what kind of coach he is. Which he hasn't done really. Josh better win with him. Yeah, if he doesn't. I mean, Josh hasn't done very well so far as being head coach. I'm gonna hold off on Aaron Rodgers and get your thoughts on him last. Uh, Sam Darnold to San Francisco in a backup role, or, or maybe, yeah, he's a backup. He's, maybe he's, yeah. he's a backup. Yeah, you got Trey Lance coming back off of a severe ankle, and you've got um, the kid this year, Purdy, who had the uh, Brock the Purdy. El- yeah, the elbow surgeries. Well, supposedly the surgery that he had was was favorable, okay. and that it wasn't. As bad as they thought it could be, they, they going into the surgery. According to the specialists, you don't know how severe it is until you actually get in there. Supposedly, the news was good from that standpoint. They're saying that six months he's back full, uh, back throwing. Okay, that was probably one of the few injuries you didn't have in your NFL career, right? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was ugly. I mean, Ooh. that's uh, I think the ulnar collateral, oh, whatever that's, it is, a Tommy John, Tommy whatever John. it is. I don't that's know, something serious. Like that. That's serious stuff. Yeah. Um, one more guy who's really in a starting role, and that's Baker Mayfield to Tampa Bay. Maybe. First overall pick. You know, well, could he guys. be the starter? Um, I don't know. I mean, they look, Tampa's a mess. Yeah. Well, you knew they w- they sold out for, for the championship. Yeah, the Tamp- Tampa's a mess. They, uh, they are going to be uh, – they're three years away. They're like Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, they got to rebuild, yeah. and they don't have a quarterback, and – yeah, they're, they're a long ways out. So let me run through this list here. You have Andy Dalton, who's still around. He's going to Carolina. He's Back been, up, you know, help groom the draft pick. Yeah. Uh, Mike White to Miami. I like Mike White. I yeah. think he's a good backup for Tua. If Tua gets hurt, then Mike White, who did some good things with the Jets when he was healthy, I think that's a good pickup for Miami. I like him. Taylor Heineke to Atlanta. Uh, I mean, Atlanta doesn't really have a quarterback either. No. 
Atlanta's still trying to figure things out. Desmond I mean, st- could he come in and compete with Ritter? Yeah. Their draft pick because Mariota's gone. I th- yeah, I think it could. They could compete. Jared Stidham's going to back up Russell Wilson in Denver. Nick yeah. Mullins is going to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And then you've or got st- this stayed in Minnesota, right? I think he was. Stayed, was he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Terry Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett just signed in Washington. Yep. Man, if you're playing on this carousel, if you're riding this thing, you're looking at the the Bills, the Chargers the Chiefs, the Jaguars, and you're thinking, my God, how do I get there? I mean, it's musical chairs. Forget the carousel. Well, it's musical and, chairs, and you you have a chair. And if you're the guys that you said there at the very end, Carson Wentz, Mariota, Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Flacco, Drew, La- Drew Locke, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett, hey, look, a backup quarterback gig's, gig's pretty good, man. Yeah. And what's Blaine Gabbert made? This will be his 13th season, and he's almost at $50 million in career earnings. I mean, what's wrong with that? And he has never been a star. I mean, a, a backup quarterback. Chad Henney? Oh, he Does made Chad Henney not have the best job on the planet? Oh, well, he did. He retired. Did Apparently, he? Re- yeah. He Why? Retired. Apparently, the Chiefs have asked him to come back. Well, he's got two Super Bowl rings and $50 million bucks. He's got fairly young kids. Well, what's wrong with 55? I, you and I are in the same mindset, my friend, because we don't have 55. Right. The backup Patrick Mahomes? Uh, yeah, exactly. An extra $5 million? He played one drive all year, right? And he did good pretty drive. good. Yeah, it was a 90, 97, 98, 98 yeah, yard scoring drive. drive. It was the thing that pretty yeah. much win that playoff game. All right. Well, that the drive frustrates me. So, so you would, yeah, it frustrates me, too. So you would agree that the Jaguars are in a plum position. Well, they are, but they still have holes to fill. Yeah, and they they have work to do, and so they will get to work. What did Doug say at the combine? He said, "Do you like Trevor? We do, so we're going to keep him upright." That's a good plan. That's a good plan. I like that plan. We'll take our final break. We'll come back and look around the National Football League at some stories with two former Jaguars who have found their way to the street. That when we return here on Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Well, the 2023 concert season is upon us, and there's no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member. Enjoy the best seats and amenities, premium parking, and more while you watch Kenny Chesney, Old Dominion, Yellow Card, and so much more. For information, call 904-633-2000. That's 904-633-2000. Yeah, first of all, this was fun. Uh, it was great to sit in here with you this evening. And, and yeah, we did this time. a few years. Yeah, we did it a long time. We, we did it when things weren't so good, and there wasn't much to talk about. Um, I have a couple of quick things I want to run by you. Miles Jack was released by the Steelers today. Yes. Um, I know that he couldn't practice that much when he was here in 2021. Mm-hmm. The, the knee that was a problem when he came out. Um, but you think maybe he just needs to find a better situation than Pittsburgh? Well, I think, I think the knee probably hampers him a little bit from when it comes to the ability to train yeah. and be in great shape. And that's always a little bit of a knock that I had on Miles Jack is that I never thought that he was in the best shape he could be in. Right. And uh, uh but I loved the way he played the game oh. because he was a thumper yeah. and he was a willing thumper. Well, and he made big plays when you needed big plays. I'll never forget the interception in Pittsburgh on the sideline. Um Good Leonard, Leonard Fournette was released today too. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Out of, of like three and a half yards of carry this past year in Tampa uh was a, a bad year. There was a lot of times where you saw Tom Brady yelling, Lenny Lenny! You know, and that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, he got a yeah. ring out of it, and Leonard was always just a little bit different. Uh, 
By the way, uh, do you like Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Well, I was, I was going to ask you. Um, so my oldest son is a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Is and, he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of kids are you raising? Well, you know, he, he grew up at a time where the Jaguars were very good and his best friend was from Milwaukee. I get it. Right? Yeah, so he watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers. And if you're going to watch quarterbacks, that was, by the way, the good Aaron Rodgers. Before he goes to a dark room to decide whether he wants to play. <laughs> or what was the, the toad uh, venom that he ingested, huffed in, in Peru last year? I mean, he's gone weird. Yeah, well, so as far as I'm concerned, the Jets can have him. But I, I don't mind weird, okay, when it comes to – your time, but when it comes time to start team building and helping your team get better, being a participant in the OTAs, the off-season workouts, things that Tom Brady did when we had a pandemic going on. Yeah. And Tom was like, hey, let's get guys out there. Right. Will Aaron Rodgers show up? for the voluntary workouts for the New York Jets to help his teammates get better. Yeah, do you get the sense that's him anymore? I mean, it's – I don't. Now, if I'm New York, I swing because I'm New York, right? And, and you know – It's going to make a splash. The TV deals change this year. Their pens in New York are really sharp. Yeah. Okay, and Aaron is a little thin-skinned. Oh, yeah, he might not. going to be an interesting watch. Yeah, he's he, – well, it'll be a lot of fun. When I was in college, I interned at a TV station in Kansas City, and I used to stay late to watch Mike Ditka's press conference. That was before the internet. He's they, the best. And he was sharp. He's the best. Aaron Rodgers might be that guy that I go looking for his press conference every week in yeah, New York. Yeah, because you know what? The, the media in Green Bay is much more gentle than New York. So, But they're bringing in everybody. I mean, they signed Alan Lazard. Apparently, Mercedes Lewis is on their shopping list. I mean, they're bringing a bunch of Packers in. It's kind of like I thought they, Mercedes couldn't play anymore when we let him go here in Jacksonville. I I love Mercedes. I, I still am stinging that he's no longer here. Um, love him, but this is a this is Tampa Bay North, right? I mean, they're they're going to try to win a championship. They've got a really good defense, really um, good defense, really good defense, and a really good coach. I like Robertson. Yeah, I think he's a stud. And uh, Hackett, Nate Hackett. Oh yeah. Poor Nate, if it doesn't go well, you know, you had such a tough go in his Denver. Dad, he knows New York because his dad was the offensive coordinator. And then the all of a sudden you got Aaron Rodgers and if it turns into a, a bad show, because yeah. I can't use the other word, no, it's not going to be yeah. good. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day to hey, you. Hey, thank you. Hope you enjoy I'll it. I'll wear green tomorrow. Yeah, please do. All right. It's great to see you. Jeff great Loggeman to be seen. And uh, Joe Fortunato and uh, David Cho, our entire broadcast crew here. From Jaguar Central. Do we still call it that? I, I guess I kind of do. That'll do it. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening and watching. Have a great night and a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.